Hey, Mary. We have another special episode for you this week, and I'm going to let Colin get the ball rolling. Hi, Marys. So, meet Molly. She's 38, recently single, and in the midst of a sexual renaissance. Go, Molly. And uh, she was recently diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer. Uh, and then there's Nikki, who is Molly's best friend and is also the co-host of Ross Matthews' podcast, Straight Talk with Ross. But Ricky. That's right. And she is also the co-host with Molly of their groundbreaking new podcast, Dying for Sex. Nikki and Molly are busy writing the next chapter in a remarkable story of a decades-long friendship. Oh, they're busy writing it? Oh, like you bet. They're yeah. busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, so this miniseries is six parts, and in it, Nikki and Molly, uh, basically they talk about their momentous and outrageous sexual escapades, as only best friends can do. So basically, the podcast is just us listening in on these two friends talking about their sexual lives and histories, which I think is so cool and so fabulous. And I guess to just kind of like honor that, I wondered, Mary, if we could we could exchange just, you know, a fun little question back and forth. What do you think? Sure, sure. Why don't we both answer the question of the craziest place we've each had sex? Okay, you go first. <laughs> uh, I would say, I mean, there's probably some other fun answers, but like the one that jumps out right away is in the back row of a Bolt bus on the way to New York from Philadelphia. Oh! <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So there were people there? It was a full bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Um. Oh, you bet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, it depends on, you know, all the things that we count as sex. Obviously, you know, there was no anal penetration or anything. But no, I, I gave someone a hand job in the back of a very crowded bolt bus. <laughs> oh, man. Bolt. <laughs> bolt. It it's wasn't not even a Peter Pan. No. <laughs> Wasn't mega bus. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a Chinatown bus, and it wasn't a Greyhound. But it wasn't, you know, but uh, but it ended quickly. So that's good. <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. Mine's not as crazy. You know, there's been some crazy places I've had sex. I think, but it's been so long. Um, <laughs> uh, the one that comes to mind that was probably the most risky is actually when I lived in Chicago, I had a, a back deck and it was, it basically looked out onto a backyard that I shared with lots and lots of neighbors. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had sex with a friend of mine uh, on the back deck patio. Wow. I'm, I'm imagining some like Italian Chicago grandmother. Hey, what's the matter you over there? What are you doing? <laughs> and you just kept going. <laughs> Oh, Mary. Uh, yeah, it was not like that. Okay. All right. Well, but you know what? Yeah, but I will say the karma of that whole situation is that probably maybe the last six months that I lived there, uh, there was a young man that lived three stories below me, and he would walk up the entire deck. I was on the top floor, except there was a like attic unit above me that nobody stayed in but anyway so this young man would take his girlfriend up to the top deck by the attic and have sex with her there and i would hear it because the whole my whole room would shake and he dropped the condom 
down like in the alley, but it got stuck on my bedroom window. Uh, Yeah. So it was all karma. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's, you know, that's some risky sex right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mary, let's, uh, let's keep going uh, with with this dying for sex podcast. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that this is like, if you like these kind of conversations, I think uh, y'all are going to love dying for sex, a new podcast from Wondery, which is all about lust love and exploring relationships but it's also a story of friendship self-discovery and making the best of every moment even if the condom falls off the roof (laughs) well mary's you're about to hear a little preview of wonder he's dying for sex so while you're listening make sure you subscribe to dying for sex and other great shows from wondery on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast right now all right mary all right mary Enjoy. Bye. A quick note before we start. In case the title doesn't give it away, this podcast has a lot of frank talk about sex. So let's backtrack and go to where your health was during the time of the story that we're going to tell. So I had just gone, traveled to New York. So um, I had flown to New York and back, which completely decimated my immune system. I had had a stressful trip. You were there. My best friend Molly and I can talk about anything, anywhere. Today, we're in a small cramped recording studio in West LA. It has scuffed white walls, a couple of beat up office chairs. Molly looks completely out of place. Short blonde hair, blue eyes, and flawless skin. And she's wearing a skimpy tank top and tight black jeans. Someone would never even guess she was sick. But she is. So I came back and I had an entire like list of that happened to me yeah. health wise. Um, I was hospitalized because I couldn't keep food in. So I was like Ugh. hospitalized and sick. Well, and, can you like, just stop oh. complaining? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Such a complainer. <laughs> exactly. I still managed to drive everywhere. That was too much. I think they call that gallows humor. That's not safe. I know. I shouldn't even say that. Molly and I use it a lot. They say laughter is the best medicine and all that. We've cried together a lot, too. But when Molly learned she was terminal, she made a decision. If she only had a few years to live, she was going to experience life in a completely new way. And it was going to be epic. Okay, three, two. You're listening to Dying for Sex. I'm Molly. I'm 44, and I have stage 4 breast cancer. Um, Technically, I'm dying, but aren't we all? I'm Nikki. My best friend in the world. Yeah, we've known each other for like 20 years. And you know everything I've been going through in that time. Getting diagnosed as terminal, leaving my husband, starting to have sexual escapades to feel alive. And let me tell you, these sex stories, they are so damn interesting that we had to make a podcast about it. And about our friendship. Yes, about our friendship. Do you know that our friendship has given me so much meaning in the face of all of this? You are actually uh, one of the people that makes me want to continue to live. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love you. Okay, let's get back to the sex. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask you this? Yeah. When in God's name did you have time in all of this yeah. to have a sexual awakening? How did that happen for you? Okay, well, um, you kind of have to rewind. So like, so after I had the surgeries and the radiation. I was on this hormone therapy, which is supposed to kind of squash your libido, but 
it had the opposite reaction. Like I was horny all the time. Like I felt like a teenager and I don't know what happens. Like, but all of a sudden I was like, I just need sex everywhere. <laughs> Our lives were so different. It's crazy when I think about it. I had a boyfriend and two stepkids. While I was at home making avocado toast, Molly was dealing with cancer meds and having a full-on sexual awakening. I started to learn my body and like stuff that I hadn't, I mean, it was always a sexual person, but like, you know, whatever. And um, at the same time, I had found this app, which was kind of like an innocent app. It was called FaceFeed. You would take a picture of yourself, write a message, and you would like send it to somebody that you wanted to talk to, okay. like anywhere in the world. And then they would respond with a selfie. It was all selfie based. But, you know, sometimes the pictures would start to get a little bit racy. Oh. And the thing was, like, like I was taking these pictures and then people, like, men would tell me that I was attractive. And I was, like, kind of felt like uh, I just really needed it, yeah. you know? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so like, so there was one kid that I was talking to. I want to say he was from Italy or something. Uh, anyway. Um, Let's call him Vincenzo. I like it. I like giving names. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you're good at that. You're good know, at that. I love it. Okay. So Vincenzo was like, hey, uh, you want to migrate to Snapchat? And I was like, what the fuck is Snapchat? <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, oh, okay, give me, give me a few minutes to download this thing. <laughs> What's my password? Exactly. So then where did it go? Like, where, this was, was this like your first? So Vincenzo and I, was he was like showing me how to do the Snapchat thing. And like, you know, Vincenzo was great. He was like turning all of his stuff into black and white with these filters. And I was like... <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm on my bath mat with like terrible lighting, you know, gyrating on the at the phone, and like I have no idea what I'm doing. But it was fantastic. So it was wait, like, were you, you having know, like Snapchat sex? Yeah, it was say? like it was basically Snapchat sex. I've I, I've never done that. I didn't know it existed. Yeah, but I guess yeah, it, it. I mean, it must. What's going on with the husband in this situation? Yeah. Like, yeah, where yeah. does he fall on this? And yeah. Eh. So he came home, and I was like radiant. You know, I was like, <laughs> He's like you look. He looks so you pleased. Look kind of amazing. <laughs> I was just like my body had gotten what it needed, but I was also like filled with anxiety because I was like, oh my god, does this make me a cheater? Because like, I'm not a cheater. I'd never cheated on somebody in my whole life. Like, I was very loyal, but like, you know, I was torn because this is something that I really, really needed, and it was, um, you know, so it filled something, but at the same time, like, mm. ah, what Caused have I done? A whole new lump of like anxiety for you. It did. So it was like his first night back, we're lying in bed and I'm sitting there like my eyes are wide open in the dark and I just, my heart is racing and I confess and I tell him what happened. And his reaction was, 